हेलो एवरी वन इट्स योर डेम इन जोशवा द होस्ट ऑफ डीजेस कॉर्नर द पॉडकास्ट शो एंड आई हैव अ वंडरफुल गेस्ट फ्रॉम लॉन्ग अवे फ्रॉम अमेरिका इट्स दारन ब्रोस हाउ आर यू हम जो ग्रेट हाउ यू डू आई एम फाइन एंड हाउ इज द डे बी गोइंग फॉर यू बिकॉज इट्स आई थिंक इवनिंग It is it is just about evening. It's early evening. It's only about 6 p.m. where I'm at in Seattle, Washington right now, but it's been a busy busy day. I had a number of interviews and uploading past shows and past sets and always something going on at the DJ sessions. Yeah, okay. So like let me uh, ask you a few questions. Uh like let me uh, like can you tell about yourself like how what about uh like your show and about you personally so that my listeners and my followers can know about you more sure sure uh my name is Darren Bruce I've been in the film and television industry for just about 42 years now um and I've been wow. professionally professionally in the industry for about 30 years um I started in public access back in the day uh 1992 getting out of high school I I played around with a lot of video gear as a kid and um then found my way into public access and then a few years later found myself into broadcast television and executive produced shows to NBC and and Fox and then fell into podcasting and when the Apple iPod the video iPod came out in 2000 6ish by 2000 late 2005 6ish somewhere on there we started doing video podcasts and then uh later got into live streaming and um moved my series we started a series called the DJ sessions which we've been doing now for almost 13 years we have almost about 2342 episodes um lots of episodes but uh and we've really ramped up our production our You know, we have a new website. We go into VR. We have a mobile app, um, and we're we're really pushing to, to reach more of an international audience now because we're based in the United States. And while a lot of the DJs we've talked to you know, over the past two years, they used to come to us. They would come to our town, and we could do interviews with them. Well, now we're doing a lot more outreach to widen our base to talk with a lot more DJs. But we've also expanded. to talking with more people in the electronic music industry itself. So it isn't just DJs, it's now DJs, producers, promoters, managers, publicists, audio, lighting, promoters. Um yeah. if you're in the electronic music industry and using or using electronic gear or computers to make music, we pretty much want to talk to you. Okay so like you are all these uh, whatever interviews and you have done is all based on all these people you have and you have expanded everything right so it's quite interesting i have an interest on music and uh, other stuff also so the initial uh, thing like i couldn't uh, do music because i am an indian and we have all these restrictions and all these stuffs so to become a musician or to go into great heights it's literally very hard here so because we in india we choose a career you know for academics we give more importance to academics more than these extra curricular activities even though we have it 
no like here we have some other issues going on so like i don't want to go into it but i have quite interest in music and uh, singing and so eventually i had a journey starting from music but turn into podcast i wanted to go into podcast and finally i came to podcast like uh, in the year 2020 it was quite interesting also doing podcasting and i came to know many people more than the music i kept through this podcast and i i came to know many people uh, uh, not only um, in india in other countries also so that uh, it, it's a wide and a good experience uh, for me also so like i want to ask you a question how was your uh, experience with steve iotti like he's one of famous personality <laughs> uh, because we love his music yeah steve was a He's a really nice guy. Um, you know, we had an opportunity uh, just about nine years ago. He was in Seattle and um, he came to town and we managed to set up an interview with them. Got to go backstage. And, you know, at the time I had some other positive personal things that I, I was going to do. Puzzle. Some people say usually, oh, I had negative stuff going on in my life and it was an emergency that took me away. But when we were backstage with Steve, he actually, we were filming, we did the interview and he goes, you guys want to kick it backstage and hang with me all night? And I'm like, oh, I had a girl waiting for me at home. And I was like, I couldn't get her into the show. And I felt bad that I would have been like, Steve Aoki just asked me to kick it with him and hang out with him. But uh, I have this girl waiting in my house. So no, I, I got to go home. home. So, yeah. um, but he was such a nice guy. It was such a great guy. I mean, everyone that I've met so far that has been what you could say in the top 1,000, top 2,000. I mean, we have a pretty extensive database of, of, of DJs that we reach out to. You know, everyone has been the nicest, most awesome people you'd ever meet. And it's, it's an honor to, to sit down and have a moment of their time yes. when they have That's such busy lives and everything is go, 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 go. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we just, it, we just increased our outreach to contact more DJs, more people out there by 800%. So, you know, we were getting where we were getting maybe three, two, three, four interviews a week. Last week I had 22 interviews scheduled. Wow, 22. And that's, that's not yeah, that's not including in-person events and our own events that we put on at the DJ sessions ourselves. Um there's always nightclub events, there's always DJs coming into town. So, yeah, we're we're ramping up to really push for our, for a more of an international branding or make ourselves more of a household name in that sense of things and also a more creditable media outlet source. I just had somebody contact me today and they were kind of fed up because in the game of, of trying to get your artists published or get them press, a lot of websites out there are pay to publish. So, you know, you have to pay to get an article into these websites and, you know, <clears throat> some of these artists don't have, maybe have a big budget to reach enough publications that would make a difference. So they had contacted me and said, are you a pay to publish service? And I said, no, never. We never will be. That's not our, that's not how we're going to make our money by having people pay to be on our show. Our show was created originally for the independent local artist 
that maybe didn't have a lot of video gear, didn't know how to live stream, didn't know how to, you know, they might know social media, but they didn't know how to make a video channel. And they would come to us and use our studio and we promote them. And then we would contact the A-list or the celebrity DJs to come by and appear on the show as well and kind of make us more notable by having guest appearances and, and local reg- regularly scheduled content. So now that we're ramping up production, because obviously like everyone knows in the world, this big thing happened in 2020 yes. and everyone jumped online. Yeah. And we had been, do- I had been doing online shows. I mean, the DJ sessions for 10 years before that, actually about 11 years before that. And when everyone jumped online, I kind of took a step back and said, you know what? I'm going to let everyone jump online because every other post I saw, whether it was Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, whatever it was, was look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Every single post. And if it wasn't look at me, look at me tomorrow. Or if it wasn't look at me tomorrow, look at what I just did. And it was just saturated, so saturated that um, you know, and then it wasn't just everyone. I mean, it was literally everyone. Everyone. Yeah, people that never thought about doing a podcast started doing podcasts. Yeah, people that YouTube. never thought about live streaming started live streaming. I think the podcast market alone, they say, grew by 200 to 300%. Yes. Twitch, Twitch grew by 200, 300%. And this is what I was saying early on in podcast interviews in 2020. Yes, we may see a 60 to 80% rise in production and a 68% rise in consumption of people watching because everyone's at home. But when things start opening back up, you're going to see that go down and it's going to go down. And and that's what happened because a lot of people didn't, they weren't prepared to go online. They jumped online thinking, oh, I got a thousand friends on Facebook or I got a thousand people on Instagram. So if I hit a button, that means a thousand people are going to see it, not understanding how the social algorithms really work. And that maybe only three to 5% of your friends see your post. If, if that, if they're looking at the right time. So they got very disenfranchised because they never built their online audience. Yes. definitely. So, you know, a lot of people, Oh, I tried streaming. Oh yeah, whatever. Oh, this is cool. Like, you know, and it's like, look, I've been doing this for 10 years and that's not, you don't build it like that. And, and you know, I mean, there was, it, it got nasty out there. It still can get nasty out there with people trolling accounts and leaving bad comments, just people hating on it, you know, but you build a solid brand and they really can't say anything about it. So yeah. that's what we've done. <laughs> so how was your journey for the past 10 years? Because when you came on online, like, like from 11 years, exactly 11 years, like it's, on 2010 or no, I'm sorry, 11, yeah. So from 2011 to 2022, how was your experience, like the online evolution? You know, it was it was very interesting at first, especially with a DJ show, because DJs are used to playing in front of crowds. Yes. So when you put a DJ in a room and it's just you and the DJ standing in the room, there's no audience, audience. to feed off of. And they don't have that audience participation. And it took a while. I had to really direct, like like a director, like a film director, studio director, direct DJ says, don't worry about that. Just look like you're having fun. Make sure, because if you're having fun on the camera, they're going to have fun at home. 
And you can go back and watch some of these old episodes that I used to be right next to the DJ. The DJ's playing here, and I'm bouncing for four hours, dancing up and down, and I'm managing the chat room, and I'm running the show. But once the DJ would finally see that somebody they knew jumped in the chat room, and they'd see that comment, and they go, wow, okay, now they're watching me. Now I better perform. Now I better look like I'm having fun. We'd party in the studio. We'd have fun in the studio. And, you know, it was a live show. So kind of anything goes. Anything to have fun was 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 game. So, you know, the evolution of, of going, it, it, like I was saying earlier, it normally would go like this and ramp up and people would start to go. But once 2020 hit, it went like this and went diagonally up. Yeah, yeah. And wherever you were at on that scale, if you were at zero you pretty much kind of stayed down here at zero. If you had a huge social media following like Steve Aoki, you could push a button, you get 20,000 people watching your show or 10,000 people or 2,000 people watching your show. You know, we see this with, you know, Insomniac, you know, which is a huge brand. We saw this with, uh, you know, um, Dave, Gabriel and Dresden. They're a huge, huge brand. I know Gabe personally and, um, you know, these, these, the ones that had their social media really dialed in and had a following and had an engagement and said, Hey, I'm going live. They benefited and stayed up here, but people who didn't have that social media engagement, they're trying to get it all out there with everyone else. Yes. You definitely. Know? And, and, and all the questions came to me, like, how do you do it? How do you do it? How do you do it? I'm like, you know, I should start charging a consulting fee for this because you know, you're trying to have me give away my secrets of my success. Yes. And it's perfectly. like, it takes time to build all that. I wasn't going to tell them, you know, there were some tricks that I use, some marketing tricks or, you know, there were people that actually were trying to, people would say, I'm going to promote my, my show. I'm going to promote my podcast. I'm going to buy ads on Facebook. I'm going to buy ads on Instagram. And people like, you can't do that. You can't buy advertising. And I'd go in the chat and I go, why the heck can you not? That's called a marketing budget, Market. you know, and it's called a social media budget. You know, so, some people say, can I hire somebody to help me? And they're like, no, you can't hire somebody to do that for you. And I'm like, that's called an employee. That's called staff. Why? These people just didn't know. And they were just trying to, they couldn't make it successful. So they tried to dissuade anyone else from trying to be successful as well. And and that only happened because of what happened between 2020 and 2022. Yeah. Normally that wouldn't happen. People would start to educate themselves. They start to say, you know, they started seeing it. This is the funny thing is before 2020, I would go out to people and say, oh, we do a live streaming DJ show and we're on Twitch. Their first response would be, why would I want to watch a DJ online? And two, what's Twitch? And I, I would have to explain to them that, first of all, do you listen to music on your phone? Do you listen to music in your car? Do you listen to music when you're at home? Just turn on our station and listen to our music. Okay, you know, nobody sits there and goes like this and watches an entire show for an yeah. hour like you're watching a TV show and go, wow, that's an awesome set. I really like the way he crossfaded that. Nobody watching. You put the music on. Having the visual element was kind of, oh, that's cool. It showed the person in the studio. You kind of got to know them a little bit. Number two, 
I'd say, what's Twitch? Or they'd say, what's Twitch? And I'd say, you know that company called YouTube that's owned by Google? Well, Twitch is basically run by Amazon. Oh, really? It must be really big then. Yes, 87% of the world's streaming goes through Twitch. You know, and, and everyone, if they knew about it, they'd say, isn't that that video game site? I said, <laughs> yeah, people yes. refer to it like that. Yeah. No. There's a lot of other shows. There's a lot of other things that happen other than just video games on that site. So, um, you know, people were trying to use Facebook. They were trying to use YouTube, you know, and because of copyright laws, they were getting shut down. We could talk about that in a little bit if you want to. Twitch is also having the copyright warnings starting to slowly come out. And I hope that some of these DJs know that Twitch's terms and conditions literally say no DJ sets. And they're okay. doing DJ sets and Twitch can come in at any time and say, we're stopping this. Stop and if people, if people have built their brand, this is one of the biggest things. If you built your brand and you put it on something like Twitch, and I love Twitch, don't get me wrong, But if Twitch decides to pull the plug, you lose everything. You lose your followers, you lose your revenue, you lose your video on demand, you lose all that work you put in that channel because they never went out and got their own website, built yeah. their own branding, you know, and, and made everything off-site and had backup plans to know what to do in case Twitch says, bye-bye, I can't do this anymore. And it yeah. and it's coming and it's coming. I try to tell people they think I'm being negative about it, but I get I'm a Twitch partner, so I get emails and and things that most people out there in the world don't see. And yeah. Twitch is testing active monitoring right now, which basically says we are listening to your stream while it's going, and we can shut this down anytime, anytime we want. And if you get a violation, three strikes, we can pull your channel. Like how YouTube does, like you know, uh, do actives uh, violating strikes and copyright issues. But Twitch also is becoming like that. It's a hard part for everyone because uh, most use Twitch. I know Twitch as a gaming, definitely as you said, as a gaming site because people they do play games and all do all those stuffs and it's uh, quite new to me also. And I can recall the same point as you said, like. uh initially twitch how twitch was introduced and how you tell people that twitch is used for this and that so people they, they know that oh yeah we know about it we know it as a gaming uh, you know live streaming but the same thing happened to me when i initially started a podcast in 2020 definitely it was on a pandemic time and people like they were asking like what's podcast like let us uh, let let us know about it and how does it work and it was literally a very 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 tough time to explain till date also people are asking how can you listen to it and uh, how do you gain your uh, listeners and what not like all different questions and uh, yeah like uh, i want to ask another question also like when did, when you started this live streaming on which platform did you start initially it was on twitch No it actually wasn't. Uh we started with Ustream and Livestream back in 2009. I was testing out both systems and we were a Ustream and Livestream featured partner, but we primarily went to Ustream because our bandwidth that we could get at the time, even though we had a 2 megabit upload connection, 
two megabits. Now I have a gigabit ethernet where I'm at, <laughs> but we have two megabits. And really that was only about 0.6 to 0.7. It was never a full two gigabits. So I could really only stream to one location. There was nothing like restream out there that you yeah. could go into one ingestion point and then put it out to a bunch of different places. So, you know, I used Ustream for years and years and years. And I did the move. I wasn't storing my shows. Well, actually, I was using Ustream and GoDaddy. So I would stream on Ustream, record, and I'd host my podcast on GoDaddy. And um, and I, w- I didn't have a website really for years, up until about 2013. But then we had a website. We got rid of that. Even our website in 2018 um, that I put, which is version 2, was still based off of Ustream and GoDaddy, basically. And uh, what happened is Ustream ended up getting bought out by IBM. And IBM came knocking on my door and said, hey, uh, you're on a 10, you're on a grandfathered $10 a month hosting plan that gave me five terabytes of storage. They said, we're doing away with that. And you better download all your videos immediately that are on our server because we're going to not, you're not going to have access to any of them, the download or doing anything. I went, what? And they said, okay, well, what do I need to pay? And they said, well, let's look at your account. Based on your usage, based on the video hosting you have, it's going to cost you $1,700 a month to host. And with the growth that I wanted to do, it was going to grow at about $100 to $200 a month to host, to keep everything there and stream with them. I was like, what? I can't do, I, I can't afford that at this time. You know, that's like $20,000 a year, roughly, yeah, you know, like US dollars. And then, and then at the same time, GoDaddy came to me and kind of slapped me on the wrist for the like fifth or sixth time because on a $15 a month hosting account, we were doing just about, mm, what was it? I want to say about 90 to 100 terabytes of data transfer a month through our podcast series. Yeah, because each of our shows at that time were just around a gigabyte per. Um, you know, so we were doing we were doing some hefty downloading. I mean, it was it depends on where they work. Some of them could be like 300 megabytes. Some could be up to a gig. But we were doing about 90 to 120 terabytes of data a month. And they came in and said, you can't do that on this plan. I said, but it says unlimited hosting. It says unlimited unlimited storage and like you can't host your video files here. I said, everyone tells me I can host this here and do a podcast series. Now you guys tell me it was a big to bot, the big, huge mess. So I lost, I had to move from Ustream and GoDaddy at the same time. So not only did I lose my live streaming, I lost my podcast, my, my server. So I reached out to some people and I approached Twitch and I, this is early 2018. I said, hey, Twitch. I got this series I've been working on for 10 years. I want to move platforms. Can I bring it to you? I got in front of the right person and he said, Darren, we are making you a featured partnered show on Twitch. We were one of the first ever featured partnered DJ shows on Twitch in 2018. At the same time, I found a new podcasting solution as well, a hosting solution for our servers. And I managed to get everything up and running. But at that time, None of our branding was ready to go. So here we are going to the front page of Twitch, 2,500 viewers watching the chat room blowing up March of 2018. But our website was non-existent. Our social media was not dialed in and ready to go. 
So I kind of kicked back and was working on 2018, getting a new website built, version two, got that up and running, started doing more streaming, started getting into doing some different events, but I still wasn't fully committed yet to this DJ session thing. I was committed, but it wasn't committed, committed. I mean, 2018 is when it started to really get more of like a business, more invested into it. And so went through the summer of 2019, I came into late 2019 and said, you know what? 2020 is going to be our year. We got a website up and running. The servers are going well. We got events coming out. Things are going well. We got resident DJs. Da, 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 da. And this is going great. And then we were just getting ready to go back to the front page of Twitch. We were in talks January, February 2020. And boom. I call it, from my perspective, I don't look at it as, I don't use the P word. I look at it as like, boom, everyone jumped online. <laughs> and to me, yeah. I went, finally, everyone gets what I've been talking about for 10 years. Yes. And now everyone's doing it. It's going to make my life a lot easier now because everyone's doing it. But I even at that point took about six months, seven months off because everyone was just trying to say, look at me, look at me, look at me. Yeah. And how are we going to navigate through that to say, look at us, look at us, look at us. You know, and the problem was, is anyone that I wanted to get on the show, they'd say, nope, I'm doing my own show. And I'm like, oh, man. Okay. Okay. It's like, it's like everyone getting into magazine, doing a magazine or doing a blog. You say, hey, would you be a guest on my blog? And they're like, nope, I do my own blog. And it's like, oh, okay. So I just let, I just let everyone go do their thing and, 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 and kind of waited it out for about six about i think it was september ish we started streaming again we started working with people started doing some shows because we found a way to still do events safely and 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 wrote the playbook on how to do safe events using our silent disco silent concert technology so kind of a story and brings you up into 2021 and now 2023 and rolling things out it gave me a lot of time to kind of sit back and revamp the brand it gave me time to build virtual reality nightclubs it gave me the time to build a mobile app that works on both Apple and, 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 and uh, Android. We just launched our Roku, Amazon Fire, and, and Google Play TV stations. We're launching an Apple TV station as well. You know, all with live, thank you, all with live streaming built into them. That's not something that's easy to do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, our backend infrastructure is so much heavier. I now have a team that I work with. I mean, if we went down the line, I got a guy in the UK, I got a guy in New York, I got a guy in Thailand, I have a developer in Brazil, I have a developer in Germany, I have another developer in Germany, I have a developer here in Seattle, I have 17 resident DJs, I have a phone development team, I have a web development team. Um, <laughs> you can see it's just a huge team. Yeah, it's a huge team of people that kind of help all this manage and, and go. And so, um, you know, it, it, it's because we're really getting ready to push. We're, we're getting ready to launch something later this year. We're partnering with a, with a company or fingers crossed we're going to partner with a company and go to what's called Amsterdam Dance Event or ADE. It's in Amsterdam every year. It's the world's one of the world's largest music business music meetups about 400,000 people for seven days show up into Amsterdam 
and it's all business during the day and party during the night. And we're going there to shake a lot of hands and really launch us into the worldwide market as an international brand um, and, and really shake some hands. And the people we're partnering with are, and we're looking to partner with there are pretty big. We're actually, fingers crossed, we might even be an ADE partner ourselves this year. And anyone, that's, anyone that knows ADE knows how big that is. And being an ADE partner is something pretty, pretty, yeah. darn, pretty darn huge. Yes, definitely. And you like you have been more inspiring because by hearing all of your uh, your success and everything it's like literally it has inspired me and to come to the podcast side like in 2000 early like late 2005 and early 2006 until now how is your journey how was your journey in your podcasting field you know it went very well i came from broadcast television because when when before video was on before youtube existed and then this is a very interesting story there was public access television and there was broadcast television you could get a slot there were only so many slots you could get to air your show on 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 public access you might get one slot for 26 weeks but you were on channel 72 you know it put it put it this way the broadcast channels the major channels 4 5 7 13 you know those channels you're on channel 72 way out here yeah there's no advertising for it people usually go there they aren't putting any money into this okay. you know when you go to broadcast television you have to spend a bunch of money you got to pay yes. for your time slots you got to pay for your marketing probably got to pay for your crew if you want a decent project product you know and it, it's it, it can get a little expensive especially when you're an independent company and you you're going on at 1:30 in the morning because <laughs> that's the only slots that are available. So when when I was working for Apple in 2005, I worked for Apple from 2005 to 2007, they came out with the video iPod. And in the stores I was sitting I said, I had never thought of podcasting because we were not an audio show, we were a video show. And um my producer and I at the time we were looking at this thing called youtube and we saw youtube and all we saw was people talking to their cameras we're like we're a broadcast television show we're approved to air on 12 network stations with eight separate television shows that youtube thing is that's that's for people talking to a camera that's not for us yeah definitely right so what happened almost right as youtube was coming into play podcasting video podcasting came in and we went into video podcasting. Uh later on we started putting videos up to YouTube, but really it was our podcasting that got us there and I made a couple phone calls when I was working at Apple and I managed to get our podcast so the podcast store right right before video the video iPod came out, it would just list podcasts. Like you go to a podcast it just listed them in a in like a database. Yeah. It was not organized, there was no there was no genres there was no sections it was nothing like that so i called up the guy at apple and said hey is there a way we can get our podcast listed in itunes how do you do, how do we do this he said darren i can't tell you what's going on but this is a tuesday phone call he says come back on thursday go go look at the itunes store on thursday i said okay so thursday rolls around i go to the i go to work i pull up itunes 
and the whole iTunes section, podcast section is now revamped. They got it listed by comedy. They got it listed by music. They got it listed all the different genres. And it was the top, they put the top 50 podcasts in those sections. And you can search for podcasts. It was really cool. Well, lo and behold, we were placed, we debuted at number 48 in the iTunes store right as the video iPod came out and as the iTunes section was revamped. We also were in the, the comedy section for some reason. I don't know why, but, <laughs> but we went from position 48 to position 23. We started at a thousand downloads a week. And at one point we were doing 300,000 downloads a week of our podcast. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. And everyone we were talking to in all of the whole podcast world that were on that page, I reached out to every single one of them and said, how are you monetizing your podcast? How are you making money doing this? Because in television, you have Nielsen ratings, you know, that tell people, you know, it's, it's like a third party company that samples the market and says, okay, this many 18 to 34 year olds were watching, this many people were watching. And it, and so you could use that number and say, this is the value of my show because we have this many people watching. Well, with podcasting, there was no third party reporting company. So I could say 300,000 downloads, but I couldn't prove how long somebody watched my show for. I couldn't prove, you know, if they download it, did they watch it? If they did watch it, how long did they watch it for? Who was watching it? Yeah. You know, we couldn't prove any of that data. So it was very hard to monetize the podcast, but we did that for a number of years until I started working for a company uh, in 2007. Uh, it was a live streaming company. We live streamed these events and I got into live streaming. Um, but it wasn't until 2009 that I was at a winter music conference and I was talking with the DJ and he said, Darren, I heard about this company called, you're in video production. I heard about this company called Ustream and they let you stream video. I go, for free? And he goes, yeah, it's for free. And I go, no, that can't be true. There has to be some catch because I was hosting internet radio stations and I wanted to host bigger internet radio stations and it was gonna cost me like $3,000 a month to host my servers to do these stations. And I was like, it can't be for free. So I come back from Winter Music Conference. This is like February 2009. And I start playing around with Ustream because here's another catch. Everything in the world at that time was still kind of made for Windows, Windows, Windows. Apple was gaining a foothold in the market, but it wasn't what Apple is today. It wasn't yeah. what it was back in 2000, 2009. It was getting there, but still I was like, well, maybe it's not going to work on a Mac. Okay, well, let me play with it on Mac. And I started doing these crazy videos. You can still see these videos on our web. If you go to the djsessions.com today, I think you can type in dialing for dollars and it'll pull up our first, my first videos. If you went all the way back in our library, you'll see some of the first videos I was ever doing on Ustream testing out the platform in 2009. Not some of my proudest moments, but still it was funny stuff. And I leave it up there because it shows the history of where the DJ sessions went. Yeah, definitely. Like, that's a huge evolution from this online platform because, like, yeah. as me, as a 2K kid, like, I only know online streaming for the past few years. But you have been through this industry in video production and all these stuff for a very long time. And uh, to come to the podcast also, like, as you said, like, we had 
uh, not a gradual growth like it was a steep high growth and now it's becoming a huge fall like for me also when i started in 2020 like you told like people were at home they were ready to listen like they were sharing doing everything and i had a sudden growth like i was so i thought like i started my show on april 15th uh, 2020 and by the month of july august i i crossed 1000 plays so like i was like literally like it like starting it was like okay four to five plays like initially you you know you're not going to get 1000 plays or 10000 plays or so many downloads and gradually i when i started to post uh, episodes and um, when i started to collaborate with my friend because my friend also started a podcast show at the same time when we started to do things and people were getting to know about podcasting and i had a huge growth and it was like enormous and like every episode which i dropped like it was fast like it was uh, i had so many plays going and at one point of time 2021 like last year when i stopped literally i stopped uh, you know doing podcasting for a particular reason i had a health issue because covid 19 I was also affected of covid so I had to stop for at least 3 months over my show was over literally over like it didn't even grow and when I started come back normal and I started to post episodes like obviously there was no growth it was very hard and uh, like for the upcoming new beginners what would be your tip uh, or a kind of small tips when they start a podcast like what like from the equipment from uh, the style or whatever like you can give a general tip so that they can yeah absolutely i think i think the the three tips that i could really give would be one know your topic know what you really want to talk about and look out there and see if there's other people already talking about that topic If I'm going to say I want to do a car show. Okay. That's pretty broad. Are we going to yeah. talk about Ferraris? Are we going to talk about Lamborghinis? Are we going to talk about electric cars? What are we going to talk about? What's our show going to get your niche down and find out who else is doing that in that in that world. Find your niche. And then find people that are experts in that niche. to reach out and talk to because that's going to that's going to help your show really grow and, and and really like if you get on camera and you're just you're just talking away you know that's one thing have some bullet points you know say hey on today's show we're going to talk about 1 2 and 3 and and if you know how long you want your show to be say we're going to talk for this about for 5 minutes we're going to talk about this for 5 minutes we're going to talk about this for 5 minutes your show format So know your show information, research and know, know your content and deliver it clear and concise. Yeah. The next best thing for a podcaster to do is pick the day of the week, pick what pick your what what is called your um your deliverable or your um oh the word is slipping my mind right now, but basically your frequency. How many times are you going to do this podcast a week or a month? You know, probably once a month you aren't going to get a lot of following. Most podcasters are generally in about once per week or once every 2 weeks to build a following up. Um depending on the length of their show, what their time frame is and everything, 
but really once a week is a pretty good thing. Once you know that your, your frequency, what that's going to be, stick to it. Consistency is key. And this means you got to find out what day of the week works best for you or your audience and say, hey, you know what? I think this works best on Thursdays. So I'm going to release it every Thursday, every Thursday, every Thursday. Just regurgitate that all the time. Every You don't release on Monday. You don't release on Tuesday. You don't release on Saturday. Every Thursday, I got a new show coming out. And then you make sure that's in your social media. That's in your marketing. You're telling everyone, every Thursday, new show. Every Thursday, new show. When you're talking to somebody, you say, hey, don't forget, every Thursday, there's a new show coming out. You know, um, that's going to be the three things. So basically know your, know what you're wanting to talk about, have a show format that's, that's clear and concise and stay on topic and have your frequency, have your schedule set. Don't worry about the camera, the audio, that stuff can come later and you can really do this all in a, on a small investment. A lot of people ask, how much does it cost to get started as a podcaster? Um, most people can get a webcam. If they want to do video, they can get a webcam for 50 bucks, 50 US dollars. Generally, you can get a microphone generally for about $50. I would say get a ring light or an LED light, generally about $50. You know, maybe about $200 should be an entry level point to start. Because if you're doing video, you really want to look, look good. If you're doing audio, you want to sound good. You don't have to go spend $300, $400 on a mic right away. Find out if you like doing it first. Maybe make 12, 20 episodes. Do it for six months. See if you can keep up with it for six months. Because a lot of people, it starts all, I'm doing one, I'm doing two, I'm doing three, I'm doing four. And they get disenfranchised because they don't have anyone listening or watching. It doesn't happen right away. And so... You know, you just got to keep doing it. It could be six months to a year. I have a lot of people that come to me and they're like, oh, I'm podcasting. I'm like, that's great. Uh, can you give me some advice? Can you help me out and like coach me? And I said, yeah, when you get to your hundredth episode, I'll talk with you. Because if you're producing one episode a week, that's a that's hundred episodes. And if you're really two years into this and you produced a hundred episodes, you're going to research. You're going to look online. You're going to check there's a ton of resources out there, YouTube videos, forums, other podcasters that might be able to spend time or you got to spend that time and invest in you to make yourself a better podcaster. Nobody can just walk up and say, hey, you're now an awesome podcaster and here you go, you know? Yeah, definitely. And people can invest a little bit of money if you want to look at it and say, okay, I want to put I maybe want to do a local podcast. I want to talk about my local restaurants. I want to talk about my local nightclub scene, or I want to talk about this. Maybe you do take out some advertising that targets just your local area. So people in your local hometown, maybe you put $50 into Instagram or Facebook advertising, but it only targets a 10 mile radius around. So people in your area can go, Hey, there's a podcast, a local show. Oh, I heard about that restaurant. Dude, there's podcasts I listen to. Oh, I heard about that sporting event or I, I heard about that nightclub event or I heard about that art gallery opening or car meetup or whatever it is they're going to talk about, you know, to start building your following and, and, and always encourage people in every show. Here's another point. Every show, let people know how to share you, where to go. 
tell them, you got to get that call to action. We say, hey, find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, find us on TikTok, the DJ sessions, the DJ sessions, the DJ sessions, the DJs, and let people know where to go to find you and find out past episodes. That's another key one. If you want to hear more about this topic, go to our website. We got 25 episodes or we got 10 episodes. We're just starting out. We got two episodes. <laughs> Check it out. You know? Okay. So, yeah, definitely like uh, this, these points can be included up also because I have not like given, I, I, I'll tell people that uh, you can go and check it out on my Instagram or you can uh, you know, see it on my Twitter, I've given my, the links and all those stuff so that people can go and see. And the impact, uh, the, the, this is one question, uh, the impact of social media on uh, podcasting, how does this work, this algorithm, like how do you understand? Because people... They get so much of doubts like uh, uh, like uh, creators with me who are working from uh, different because I'm in one state I have creators from other states from the north south east west everywhere and from the local place also so like uh, we do get doubts on how this algorithm works because we all are growing each and every day we are growing we have not learned or we are not such a wisdom person like everything we know like we learn so like how does these algorithms work uh, when you do it on social media i'll tell you the one key word that i tell everyone when it comes to social media and right now i even talk with social media influencer companies we can take meta and facebook off the shelf just okay. for, forget forget about facebook and meta yeah. we're talking about the major powerhouses we're talking about twitter Instagram and TikTok. And the biggest thing to do with those three, and or if you have a, a website in your country, if you're listening to this and you're not you don't have access to those, but they can do this. The number one keyword, hashtags. Know your hashtags, research your hashtags, because hashtags can be so powerful when you're sharing on Twitter, when you're sharing on Instagram, and when you're sharing on TikTok. Okay. And, uh, you know, even, even, you know, taking a little snippet of your interview, like if you took this interview and took 30 seconds of it and then put it on the TikTok and then hashtag it, DJ, DJs, music, dance music, whatever those tags are, people will go, oh, wow, that popped up in the, in the algorithm. And let me go click on that interview. Wow. I listened to that interview, you know, and they listen to your full interview because of those hashtags. Twitter is the same way. You find out what the trending hashtags are. And you yeah, use those trending hashtags to your advantage. And, and there are websites out there to find out what the key trending hashtags are. Uh, for it, Like you put in a keyword and it'll pull up the, the trending hashtags. Yes. That keyword. You know, and I think that's a very, very powerful tool that's very underutilized. Um, and some people say, I don't like using hashtags. Well, I guess you don't like marketing your show. I guess you don't like marketing and letting... Like I used to tell people the power of Twitter... You could have zero followers on Twitter, but you could use the hashtag and put up hash, hashtag president of the United States. And then all of a sudden, a million people could see that, that, that tweet that you did because of the hashtag. And then everyone goes, wow, that's relevant information. That's a relevant link. Next thing you know, you have 10,000 people follow you. I mean, that's unrealistic, but the point is you can get in front of people that are following those hashtags that are signed up for those hashtags you know you just got to know what the right ones are to use yes <laughs> so, definitely you know um 
yeah, social media is still very powerful. Um, the the trick TikTok just surpassed Google as the most downloaded uh, the website in the world that people go to in the world, you know, yeah, which is just huge from from a, from that standpoint. I'm still trying to figure out TikTok. I just hired, I just brought on a, two social media interns to to work with me to go after all that stuff. So, uh, but hashtags are going to be key, um, you know, and again. Stay consistent with your social media. You know, um, if you're if you're posting, don't always make it. Look at my podcast. Look at my podcast. Look at my podcast. Post other information. Like if you're if you're doing a show on cars, maybe it's like, oh, look at this new car that came out. Look at this new car that came out. Look at this new car that came out, and check out my podcast. Okay. You know, become an information, become a creditable information source. So that people, when they see your social, like, wow, this person posted a good article about cars, cars, cars. They talk about cars. I want to listen to them. Or this person talked about food. They posted something about food, food, recipe, food, food, recipe. And they do a cooking show. Huh. They must know what they're talking about. Oh, wait. They brought this really notable chef on their cooking show to talk. Wow, that was informative. I learned something. I'm going to follow this person because I want to see what more they post because I like what they talk about. That's social networking. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, a very big algorithm working out there. Hashtags plays a very important role, as you said, because I'm also not a kind of person using hashtags. But recently, like I was using hashtags, but recently I saw, uh, after seeing a, a down growth on, on my social medias and everything, so I thought, okay, let me start using hashtags. Hashtags plays a very important role. And uh, okay, like so far I asked for the podcast uh, stuff. Like, what about the video part? Like, you know, doing, for example, YouTubing or uh, people out there because definitely, like, you like before this the twenty twenty, like there were YouTubers, there were content creators. Like, it was okay, but now, like you said, like literally everyone's using YouTube. Literally everyone's doing YouTubing and podcasting and. What are the few steps or few easy uh, startups for doing a YouTube? As well, I just, I mean, I host with a company that then I take that link, that podcast link, and I put it out to 50 different companies. Uh, like I just recently, I'm using Anchor now as one of them, one of the companies, because I do video podcasting because Spotify bought Anchor. Yes. Now you can upload a video podcast, video podcast to Anchor and it goes over to Spotify. And it, it I did an interview with a, 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 a most a very brilliant artist, violinist. She's a she's a UN ambassador, Marie Benary. Okay, I put her episode up into Anchor, went over to Spotify, searched her name on Spotify, it showed her album, it showed this, and it said episode she's been in. Ours was listed as number one episode right there. Okay. Like it lists them by date. So if you have guests on the show that are artists that are in Spotify and they're musicians in Spotify or DJs or whoever, it pulled it up. And if somebody goes and types in Marie Benary and it goes, it says episode she's been in, they go, she was just on the DJ sessions. It was that, that, I mean, lightning fast. 
as I mean, the moment it went from Anchor into Spotify, it was there. I clicked and I was watching the episode on Spotify and I was like, this is cool. I was really happy. So yeah, we just launched on Spotify. We have more episodes that'll be going up into there. Um, it's a, it's a kind of a tedious process though, because you have to do them one at a time, unfortunately, whereas some of the other podcast aggregators, you can just give them your feed and it'll just take your whole feed. And when you have, when you have 2,300 plus episodes, <laughs> I kind of yeah, sometimes break the system, <laughs> Yeah, you know, it happens. Um, you know, so, um, it just, it just, uh, you know, again, hashtags, but, but again, I think that you got to watch out when creating a podcast and make sure that you know that the place that you're going to have your podcast live is going to be there a year from now or two years from now or three years from now. You don't want something like what happened with me and Ustream where I thought we were good for the rest of our lives. Ustream, yay. And all of a sudden they get bought out by IBM and then they're like, you got to start paying us money. And I'm like, what? What? Or GoDaddy, you know? I mean, I, I, GoDaddy still runs my websites. They've been running my website since 2005. But, you know, they come and say, no, you can't do that anymore. And I'm like, well, now what do I do? You know, Podbean is a great company that I do endorse um, for audio podcasting and or video podcasting relatively inexpensive for for what you're doing even if you're doing one podcast a week uh their video hosting account is only 40 us dollars a month and it gives you unlimited unlimited bandwidth unlimited hosting all that fun stuff video podcast very easy to set up and it'll give you a, a link you can go back in the back end and submit it to you can submit it to uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. It does all that in the back end for you. But then you can just take that XML link from Podbean and go copy paste it into every other, put it into Stitcher, put it into iHeartRadio, put it into, there, there's 150, a bunch of hundreds of them, podcast websites. Yeah. And that helps aggregate your podcast as well because Google goes and searches all that. And then it sees your name in a hundred different places. And if you're that subject matter, it goes and it aggregates. And when somebody goes online to search for your podcast, they go, wow, you're really out here in like 50 different places. I always look at it as like YouTube is a place to put places. But what if somebody doesn't like YouTube? Definitely. What if they don't, what if I don't like YouTube? I like listening to all my podcasts on Stitcher or iHeartRadio or this platform, you know? And so you just put them on every platform you can or I like listening on Apple Podcasts. Okay, great. That's how they want to subscribe. Spotify, exactly. You know, I think that's huge. And that's why our move is to to move to Spotify. Um, You know, not move to Spotify, but obviously get them in Spotify because their search engine with all the artists we're working with, most of them have a Spotify page. Yes. So that's how we can tie in and their fans go to the, they might have 300,000 listeners a month that listen to them on Spotify. But when they keep going back and they see new stuff, then they see our episode. Well, we've seen our our videos start trending upwards. And then they go, well, who else is the DJ Sessions had on their show? And they go to our website and they find out we have 2,300 episodes and like, whoa, where'd this come from? So yeah, we have a Spotify strategy right now. From episode one to... 2300 plus episodes how was your journey because it's that enormous 13 year journey and i'm literally inspired like a person doing so much of episodes so much of interviews all with all these djs and 
I know it's a very tough journey initially, but it, on the day you get used to it, you know how to approach people. That's one of the most important thing aspect because initially, like, see, this is my first interview. I'm quite a bit nervous. Literally, I'm quite a bit nervous. But when I get used to people, you no know, talk with people, it becomes okay. I get used to it. So, like, what? maybe your again your tips for you know to become uh, normal or you know when a person do when a person does interview with well others. the truth the truth was i i've always been around video my my entire life but um i did not start hosting my shows until it was 2006 i think when i was doing my broadcast television series and i hadn't i didn't have any talent to do the hosting but i needed to make my show so the saying is the show must go on who's going to do it i'm going to pick up the mic so in my first time i hosted my first television show i did 64 takes on my 30 second intro just by saying Welcome back to Fantasmagoria where we feature the best short films from around the area. I'm your host Darren and right now I'm standing on the rooftop in Seattle, Washington, blah blah blah. I couldn't get past that. I couldn't get that far. At 64 takes. And then I stopped counting and did probably like 20 more for 30 seconds of an intro. So later on I started doing more shows, started doing my own interviews. and i found that having a, a little script in front of me once i had the script i'd have my intro script of what i was going to say i'd have my outro script of what i was going to say i started memorizing those two things but then i started having questions i didn't just go free flow i mean i would have like i did i do i do interviews every day i mean i did i did two interviews earlier today and i have about you know i have i have a, a, a random i have a, a list of about 500 questions i can pick and choose from to then tailor it for that DJ. Then I do my research on them as well to find out what they're up to, what's going on in their social, any releases, and I kind of compile all that. But since I've done this so often, even though I could do this without any notes, I still would never do it without any notes. Because the notes can always bring it back in. Now the crazy thing is, I might have 10 questions and I might ask them question 1 And they might answer something, but how they answer it, it might go to question number eight. Eight, so yeah. Now I'm like, oh, now I'm on question number eight. So I gotta go into question number eight and then figure out how to bring it back up to question number question two. two. Yes. You know, and then that's a that's a dynamic that can go very weird, and it it depends because I deal with people from all over the world. I mean, yesterday I was interviewing uh, Lady Walks, and she's in Saint Petersburg, but she's from Germany. I'm interviewing uh I'm interviewing M uh, MJ Cole and he's in the UK and you know I'm interviewing I was interviewing the brothers today and you know you never know how talkative they're going to be so if I yeah. come in and say hey so uh you know tell us about your album and how it got started well you know we're in the studio and we just finished it and it's pretty good <laughs> and I'm like This is supposed to go for an hour and you just hour. gave me a 10 second answer. What am I supposed to do now? So you got to kind of kind of kill some time, kind of make up time and just have things you can pull out that can go what are going to be some topics of conversation we can really talk on, you know? 
And I'm lucky that I schedule an hour for each interview that I do. But if I'm not feeling it and it's only going half an hour, well, then I'll cut it off. I'll get my questions in, but I'll I'll cut it off. I won't try to press it because it's what they call when you're in comedy, a tough crowd, you know? And and it just depends. Like MJ Cole, we we went completely off topic in our interview and I started talking about gear and I, I went off camera to go grab some gear and bring it on camera and start talking about different gear to use and all this stuff. And I'm like, wait a second, this isn't in my line of questioning. You know, this is nothing yeah. new. And I go, now let's get back to the episode and start talking about this again. You know, uh, what we were talking about. So um, practice makes perfect. Get it. Listen to other podcasters. See how they do their intro. See how do they mid-show break. See how they do their outro. Write yourself a script. I mean, you should be saying at least, like, I'll go this. Hey, everyone, welcome back to the DJ Sessions, where we feature the best DJs from around the world. I'm your host, Darren, and right now I'm sitting in the virtual studios in Seattle, Washington, and coming in on the other end from all the way around the world is so-and-so. So-and-so, how's it going today? Yeah. I've done that a thousand times, you know? Definitely. And that's as easy as it can be. And then my outro would be, all right, well, don't forget to go to our website, thedjsessions.com. Find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, find us on TikTok. We're out there, the DJ Sessions, thedjsessions.com. You can find us. Just type it into your computer, thedjsessions.com. That's where you're going to find all of our past episodes, all of our current episodes, our live streams, news feeds, our store, our contest. Everything is at thedjsessions.com. And remember, on the DJ Sessions, the music never stops. And that's my outro. Yeah. You know? Perfect. But, but I don't do it every time. I don't do it the same way every time. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Just, it just depends. But I at least get the information in there. And it can be helpful if you just have a notepad right above your camera or right right here. You know, even if you have to pick up your, your, your phone and be like, okay, cool. I mean, if you're doing a podcast, you're doing a video podcast, it isn't good to be like, okay, well, here we are today. <laughs> yeah. You know? I usually I usually separate the screen half and half, and I'll have the podcast yep. the screen up here halfway, or wait ha- halfway up here, and then bottom here I'll have my notes. So I should probably put the screen down below, my notes up above. So when I'm looking at my notes, but what happens if you put the screen down below? Now you're looking like this, yeah, and it doesn't look like I'm looking you in the eye. So I like to keep my camera kind of up by the. Uh, the camera up towards the camera on my computer and then if I need to look down I have notes and I can also do some research while I'm doing stuff I'm talking but yeah I mean that's that's uh, I think I hope I answered your question yeah <laughs> you know, definitely it like took it, it was but I think the bigger overall question was I have not been consistently producing four episodes a week for the last 12 years to reach 2400 episodes it's been completely up and down and up and down and up and down. And again, it wasn't till about 2018 that I really said, okay, here we go. This is a full company. Let's get version two of the website up and running. Let's get the team of resident DJs together. Let's start doing our events, our in real life events and start getting things rolling and really taking it. Start, start looking for those sponsorship dollars that I'd always been talking about and make sure that we're utilizing our, our power with Twitch to get up there and, and be on Twitch and uh, and get our views and stuff. And then again, set the weight clock forward two and a half years, basically. Um, 
you know, while everyone was trying to jump online, I kind of took a seat back and said, hey, I think it's time to start working on that mobile app. <laughs> I think it's time to start like looking at our brand. And it wasn't it wasn't even until 2021, January 2021, that one of my DJs, I have a very open door policy with my company and listen to the feedback of the people I work with, like with an ear, because I, I, I don't know everything. And one of my DJs came to me and said, hey, Darren, what's up with the website? It, it kind of looks a little dated. It looks a little out of date. And I do websites and, you know, what's going on with that? And I went, I know, I know, okay. And it was about 10 days later, I contacted the dev team and said, okay, I want you guys to help me build this website and put it together. And I spent about three and a half months putting together the website that we have today. Actually, the website that we have today is on version 3.2. 3.2. Yeah. yeah. But but there's still a 3.3, 3.4, 3.5 in the rollout of what's happening. I mean, we have stuff already planned for 2023 that's going to be added. I, I have stuff that I got to launch on the website right now. I mean, there's new stuff coming out. Like I mentioned, you know, we're starting to do our live interviews. Yeah. So live interviews, there's a whole live interview section now that has our whole schedule of events with our live interviews that mixes in with. We have our Roku, Amazon Fire, and, and, and Google Play. We got to put that in there, let people know they can find us on those platforms when they come to our website. Um, we have, what else is launching in there? Oh, okay. oh I, well, we have our label that I've been talking about very yeah. loosely. We're going to be launching a record label here coming out in 2023 which our website is already ready to go and built okay. to start putting albums and songs and play radio players all on the website for all of our artists and it's just that's one of the I can't wait to actually launch that that's like down the line but there's always something happening at the DJ sessions my most of my crew says to me Darren I can't even keep up with what's going on in the discords there's just so much going on and it seems like you're going all over the place. And I'm like, it all makes sense up here. You're only getting a little couple messages on Discord about what's going on. But once you, if you can see the whole big vision of what's happening, you'd be like, wow, this is really cool. So there's a lot going on. <laughs> it's like literally like what your crew says, it's a bit very tough to keep everything on track. Yeah. Literally it's uh, very tough to keep everything on track. and. For me, same as you, I keep everything on my mind. I don't, uh, I, I remember everything in a very methodical way because I've grown up in a way so that I can also, you know, uh, when I have my own show or uh, do things on my own so that I can become more methodical. So here, like, as you said, consistency is very important. Uh, the way you like the show what you want to do you should know like what genre you are choosing like for example cars or motivation or anything music or so this is one important stuff and uh, then uh, about video pot, uh, video stuffs also like it was good like what you said like inspiring so from all these things like it's been a very great inspiration for me literally a very great inspiration for me but when i read your website like the dj session like i received initially received a mail from kevin and the stuff was listed there like about you and your uh, views your episodes the the from when you started and everything like i was thinking man this man is like 
literally insane he has done so many things and so many dj's over at when i saw steve like you have done an interview with steve like it literally blow like i thought okay like literally he's a good person and he has done so many interviews and steve is also featured on his show and yeah definitely it's going to be good that wasn't one of our best filmed episodes at the time but it was one of our one of our early yeah. on episodes like i said that was back in almost 2013 and you can go back to 2009 and see some of our earlier work but you'll see the progression like you said going up yeah. what we're doing we i i made a promise to myself in 2018 that somehow i knew i knew that the world was going to catch on to this no pun intended they catch something right um, yeah. you know <laughs> in 2020 everyone's catching something no pun yeah. intended but they catch on to this eventually and i said i don't want to be the person that is doing my show from my living room i don't want to be the person who's doing my show from my bedroom i've had studios i've had rooftops we have the mobile sessions we have the mobile studio we do silent concert events we do on location events you know i i want to be out in the real world doing this like a real news team or a journalistic organization that's out there on the street at the festivals at the events behind the stage getting the here's in your face right now we're live backstage at this event you know and um you know i i'm not saying because we started there i'm not saying it's bad that anyone else is there it's a great starting point to do it from the comfort of your home that's the beautiful thing about podcasting and live streaming you can get yourself a blue screen like i got right here you know i'm in my, I'm in my living room right now doing this interview with you but i decided to step it up a little bit get a little some lights i mean you know get some lights and get a blue screen maybe step it up and get a microphone when you're ready for it though you don't have to just jump right out of the box and get that and make your show look good because like you said or like I was telling you earlier it took me a long time to learn how to talk on the mic how to run an interview you know how to talk with people how to research and make sure I'm asking relevant questions you know <coughs> that are not just the same questions over and over and over and over again you know um that's kind of a key thing um because if somebody's like oh I listened to him last week and he asked that same question I listen unless it's like a relevant thing like I talk about NFTs a lot I ask every artist that comes on the show two questions, two two questions every show. Have you done anything in virtual reality and are you thinking about it? And what do you think about NFTs? Cuz virtual reality is the next level. It is the, it is to what websites were in 1995. It is the next branding medium. It to what social media was after websites. If you're not looking if if a person if I'm talking to a person and and I say what are you doing in your VR environment? What are you doing for VR right now? And they go nothing. See you later in 5 years. There's people that are going to support they're going to build in VR, they're going to talk, they're going to get a following, they're going to get a huge following in VR that is priceless and they're going to take those people wherever they go because they're going to tell them go to my VR land just like you say go to my website or go to my social media. Go here. and that'll be a virtual website, a virtual playground that people can actually network and interact and it's not just us talking in a forum or chatting online going post after post after post. I could be in there with my headset on and be like, "Hey, how's it going tonight? It's good to see you here again. Hey, let's go over here and listen to this music. Did you see the article they posted? Wow, look at this. Want to go sit in the hot tub? Okay, let's go fly. Wee. 
you know, whatever they want to do in VR. And if you're not, if people aren't having that VR discussion, you know, it, it, I'm thinking I like to be a first mover in a new technology. And, and we're even talking about AR discussions, which is way out there. But, um, but that being said, I could talk a million miles a year about my brand. And I've had a great time with you on the show here. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was a very good time for me also to have a person like you, <laughs> a person with inspiration, with everything. Like again and again, I'm saying because literally I'm inspired. I've seen oh, many uh, content creators. I've seen many podcasters, but the amount of inspiration, the amount of energy you give in the, the way you talk, like inspiring like this, oh, this is just you. one word for me inspiring 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 and i'm so happy that i have a person on my show today like you now talking about every aspect like whatever questions i have asked you have spoken about podcasting video your dj's your uh, your collaborations your uh, interviews with everyone like it's literally fantastic well, and that so, was, yeah, I was going to say one of the things that I always started out this and this goes back to my broadcast television days. And I still hold that true, almost true to this day, was that I was always going to give 98% of the information I had away. If somebody came to me and they had a question. How do I do this? How do I do this? Where do I go to do this? 98% of that information was going to be given freely because... I found it for free. I just did some research and I'm helping out another podcaster. I'm helping out another video producer. I'm helping somebody out. In 2020, I kind of took that down to 97%. <laughs> just because I realized, wait a second, I'm helping out a lot of competitors here now. And these were a lot of people that were DJs coming to me for advice. And producers, I'm like, wait a second, I'm supposed to be the live streaming DJ guy and I'm giving you advice how to do your own show. If you do your own show, you're not going to want to work with me. And how do I contain a, a monopoly or how do I contain something on top of that? And it, it's great. Um, I, I mean, I just, there's certain things I won't give away. Like my, I have contacts, that I have a database. I have some tricks that I do for marketing, things I do, but I'm not going to give those secrets away. But somebody wants to know what kind of camera or what do I do for audio or, you know, is there a good book that I can read or, you know, what's a tip or trick, you know? write a script you know i'm always always willing to give that kind of helpful um helpful. tip and insight to somebody you know yeah that's yeah definitely we like everybody has their own secrets how they do because if we reveal everything then like as you said like i'll be helping someone to grow my competitor mm-hmm. obviously it's going to be like that exactly so, yeah, so well, I had a great time on. talking with you about all this and hopefully you can maybe do a follow up with me in a, in a few months see where things are at yeah, yeah definitely I'll, I'll definitely end. I'll do it because now I'm currently at India so uh-huh. yeah it's in India but next month this time yeah, this, yeah, by next month this time I'll be in Norway oh, so it's in Norway? Gonna, yeah oh wow how long are you going to be there for? permanently because I'm going to study Okay. And continue because I have my relatives there. So I'll be there in Norway. Well, Norway is not too far from Amsterdam. Is yeah, it? definitely. Uh, yeah. I would see if you can get to Amsterdam and see if you can't get the ADE in October. October. Okay. Yeah, yeah look it I, up. Amsterdam dance event. ADE. ADE. Okay. Because yeah, Norway is literally it's close. 
to Amsterdam. So I'll be in Norway by next month. This time, I'll be I'll be experience. I'll I'll have a whole new environment, a very different environment than here currently in India. So definitely, I'll awesome. I, I I I'll I'll make it a point, or I'll let you know that. I'll be coming to the AE there in Amsterdam. We'll stay in touch. You know what our website is, the djsessions.com. Yeah. Follow definitely. us on the socials. So, yeah, absolutely. So, okay, like it was a very good time interviewing you and all the questions were correctly answered. I already had very few questions because these were the common questions asked <laughs> me as a creator so that people who are listening to my show currently now who are following me on my podcast show they would have got the correct answer so guys so this uh damien joshua signing off from this particular episode and uh, darren from here and you know i'm on all instagram twitter you can follow me up there and your dj's um, uh, sessions also is there and he has given you the website so you are always free to visit his website and okay guys see you see you darren good night thank you very much good. for having me bye yeah bye 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 damien bye